This is episode 44 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. I'm your host, Andrew. And I am your host, Eli. <laughs> Which is my way of setting us up for today's guest. Such a subtle transition. I think so. So <laughs> we've had a good run in my IMHO, in my humble opinion, for our series in their own words. Yes. Which is really, like most things on this show, Andrew's brainchild. And for those who are maybe are not familiar with our ongoing series, uh, this is a chance for uh, locals from different people groups to share with us and our listeners about themselves, about their lives and their history in their own words. That's right. Rather than Andrew and me doing the research that we do, yeah, which again is mostly Andrew, and us talking <laughs> about it. So we have an, another guest today. We're really excited about this. He hails from the Weinach people, and that's, I've just learned how to say it, and we'll get into it. But he's representing Chechnya Representing tonight. Chechnya tonight, though yeah. he, he's, he comes from the whole people's of whom the Chechens are a part, the Vanach. So we have him in the studio tonight, and he's just waiting with bated breath. But before then, we're going to hit you guys up with a segment. That's right. Before we talk about Chechnya, let's talk about Dagestan. Sports. Uh, we've talked about Habib Nurmagomedov a lot on the show. Um, we've been trying to get him on the show. No I, luck yet, well, but I'm not giving up. No, he keeps trying to come and we're like, no, we're busy that day. Actually, yeah. let, let's bring Abdullah in here. Abdullah, do you know anybody who knows Habib Nurmagomedov? Mm, not now. Maybe somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Well, I think there's a good chance of that. Uh, I will look. Uh, I will look for that guy. Okay. Knows. So, so we, we have we have a game in America called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> and the idea is that the actor Kevin Bacon is related to everyone in the world <laughs> by six degrees, like six. You know, can, can I, I think it's sort of like a, a mathematical fact. I think in the Caucasus, is, but. there can't be more than two degrees. Oh yeah, there's so many connections. I totally here. believe that. All right, so Abdullah. We're uh, commissioning you with this task. Uh, we want Habib Nurmagomedov in this studio by the end of 2019. And okay. if we have to, if he's too, a little too busy, we'll go to him. Looks but, like feasible. <laughs> love it. So uh, Habib uh, defeated Conor McGregor this past, it was fall 2018. Personal peril, but anyway. So there's a new and upcoming Dagestani fighter raising through the ranks right now. Now, did Uh, they release a video of this guy wrestling a bear? Was this? This was not him. Okay, because I there has been another video, another bear wrestling video of a Dagestani child wrestling a bear. It doesn't look that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! Oh my kids to try it. Uh, Yeah. So, but this guy, uh, they say he literally is the next big thing. In the MMA, mm. the UFC, uh, his name, get ready for this, it's a mouthful, mm. is Zabit Magomed Sharipov. Say that one more time. Zabit Magomed Sharipov. It doesn't really help that they both have Magomed in their names. I yeah. mean, that's kind of 
ridiculous. You can't forget it. And it's also funny that his name has the Russian word beat in it, which is the same word as in English to beat. That's right. Zabit. Well, his nickname is awesome. They nick- they've nicknamed him in the West Zabist. Zabist. <laughs> I can already hear it. Oh. So, uh, man, his style is really different from Habib's. Habib is much more of a wrestler, and he likes to get his guys down on the mat and uh, pin them down yeah. and kind of submit them. Uh Magomed Sharipov, he is fun to watch. He does these crazy acrobatic, like spinning kicks. Um, and his record right now is 17 and 1 uh, in MMA. So he had a big victory recently over Jeremy Stevens. And uh, he also is Avar, like Habib mm-hmm. from Dagestan. And so I think probably we're just going to be hearing more about this guy uh, in the West. And uh, we just wish him the best of luck. And honestly, like, I mean, these guys could be at the beginning of like a. Dagestani wave of UFC and I mean, do you MMA think, fighters. Like, do they know each other? Absolutely. Did the did the dad like so they know each other? Did they I train mean, in the same place? No, they trained in different places, but um I think there's no question they have to know each other somehow. Is his last name hyphenated? Like nope. like nope. Zankman. Like, <laughs> father of the bride reference. Listen, in Dagestan they've got some long last names. Magomed Sharipahova, what was it? Sharipov. Sharipov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Zabist, Zabist, we're cheering for you. I <laughs> uh, hope uh, you'll hear more about him on this show, but check check him out. Uh, we uh, recently made a post about him on our Facebook page. And, um, Dude, yeah. he would come on our show because he wants the press. You know, he had this amazing quote recently. Uh, go ahead, Abdullah. Abdullah I just wanted to, to tell about this, his, um, uh, his family name, uh, uh, Sharipov. We're actually getting some real cultural insight here, <laughs> uh, other than the banter me and Eli are having right uh, now. It should be Sharifov, Sharif. Mm. But, uh, like Omar. In, yeah. Uh, but uh, in Chechen and uh, in Dagestani languages, there is no uh, sound F. Huh. So that's why it's... Uh, Sharip. Yes. Sharif. Uh-huh. Uh, pronounced is Sharip. But oh, you can wow. say F. Yeah, oh, look. Uh, but also in Ingushetia, there is a lot of uh, sounds uh, F. So, ah. But only in, um, uh, let's say, eastern part of Chechnya and in uh, Dagestan, uh, many uh, nationalities, they don't have this sound. So there you go. Man. Uh, Just when you're wondering why someone... That's amazing. Zabit, we feel you. So, uh, for example, uh, that was great. You you, you heard uh, um, uh, my lady's uh, name uh, Fatima, right? Yes. Right. But here it is Patima. Ah, Patima. I've heard that. Patima. I always wondered about because that because there's no fa in in uh, Chechen or Dagestan, especially Dagestan. Yeah, uh, Dagestan, Chechnya, and wow. I think in uh, also in Balkaria, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But also now you will laugh. So uh, you know, um, elderly people they. Uh, Pronounce not Russian Federation. <laughs> oh dear, Rasiska Federatsi. Yes, no way. <laughs> it's uh, all the older generation. I'm gonna so, listen for that now. Uh, I've never heard that. Yeah, that's awesome. We just got schooled. If I ever want Dagestani. someone on the on the tram or in the in line at the grocery store to think I'm really Chechen and not American, I'll start <laughs> using P's instead of F's, and they'll be like, oh. Maybe that's what I'm hearing. That is awesome. Yeah. Great insight, Abdullah. See? If, uh, Abdullah, if you could also uh, get us a meeting with Sabit Magomed Sharipa. Do you know someone who knows him? Maybe. Would, I will find. Ah, that would be yes, great. That's the, 
Yes. That's awesome. Listeners, that's how it works here. That's you how just it works. Uh, use your contacts to work their contacts. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Abdullah, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. Yes. We're very glad you're here. B- pleasure to be with you here. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, let me reinforce what Eli said. Uh, Abdullah is, he represents uh, culturally the Vinok Nation, which is Chechens and Ingush. Um, and there are and, others in the Vin- in the Vinach people group cluster, aren't there? Besides just Chechen and Ingush, those who live in uh, in the north of Georgia. In Georgia, uh-huh. what are the people groups? Keist, uh, one of them. Yeah, Keist and so, um, but but B people. Uh huh. But okay. uh, so it's a cluster. But, uh, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, it's um, uh, how to say a dark area for me. I haven't been there yet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I was planning to go there, and I made a friends uh, with. Uh, People who are originally oh, wow. from there and okay. live in Grozny. Okay. So cool. So, uh, Abdullah, you can explain the, this to us, but you have family from both Ingushetia and Chechnya, and you can explain that to our listeners. I think it's an yeah, interesting yeah. dynamic. Yeah. So, why don't you uh, tell us a little about yourself, your background, uh, where you're from, about your family, what you do? Uh, did you remember all that? And uh, then we'll get started with our interview. Well, um, again, my name is Abdullah. I belong to a tape, uh, but we prefer to call it as Tukum. It's um, kind of similar to tribe. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, tribe is uh, Orsthoi. Got it. Uh, Now the territories uh, which uh, used to belong to uh, my tape, now divided between Chechnya and Ingushetia. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, from that... um, uh, place called Tich Ahke. My um, my ancestors they uh, moved uh, to um, modern city of Karabulak. and Ingushetia. Yeah, and then later to the north, and uh, finally settled down in the village of Sagapshi. It's a district of Malgabek. Mm-hmm. Also in Ingushetia. Yeah, also in Ingushetia. But uh, then in um, yeah, but that's only my family. But uh-huh. others uh, from the same tape, they uh, migrated uh, to the east. Okay. So, and uh, settled, uh, founded uh, several villages. Uh, so, in, uh, uh-huh. in Chechnya. Yeah, in Chechnya. Valeri, Katerjurt. So, how to say, Orstoy, Tichoy settled also there. So, I have a question about that. The first place that you mentioned where your tape is originally from, how far back are we talking? How many generations or how many years? Yeah, what century? Okay. Um, um, look, um, probably you heard about uh, the uh, battle uh, on the Valeric River uh, during Caucasian War. Yeah. Or maybe not. Of the so, so yeah, war. during the Caucasian mm-hmm. War, there was a, a battle, mm-hmm. but um, um, so uh, it was, uh, let's say, middle of 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, at, that, at that time, um, during Caucasian War, uh, uh, Russian Tsarist Army, um, Russian Tsarism admi- Administration, they decided to move the line of fortresses from Terek River onto mm-hmm. the Sunja River. Okay. So, and uh, the, ter- uh, the territory of my tape, of my mm-hmm. tribe, huh. mainly. So that's why 
uh, there was a kind of, um, how to say, uh, Russians took this uh, river, placed their line of fortresses, uh-huh. and uh, people had to uh, go either to the east or to the west. Gotcha. So the, uh, and, uh, later, hundreds of years later, this uh, led to a uh, creation of two nations, okay. Ingushetia and uh, Chechnya. Mm. So uh, for um, lo- quite a long time, uh, the, uh, so there were Chechens, Ingush, and between them Russian Cossacks. Okay. Mm. So approximately at that time, um, uh, some uh, Chechen, Ingush, or story, they were uh, uh, displaced to the north. Uh, to Malgebek district of Ingushetia. At that time, if I'm not mistaken, it was a territory of, uh, at least it was uh, under control of uh, Kabardian people. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were placed there. And uh, if what my parents, my ancestors told me is true, so only five households were allowed to settle together. Mm. In any one place. They had yes, to- mm. yes. Only five uh, households, no more. So uh, this is how people were scattered. Yeah. Mm, okay. So uh, then, uh, coming back to the modern t- time, in um, 1970s, my father uh, married my mother. So my mother is Chechen. And uh, at that time, they decided to settle uh, in uh, Grozny, the capital okay. of uh, Chechnya and Ingushetia back then. Uh-huh. Wow. It doesn't take long to go deep in these conversations about the Caucasus. One, yeah, one question. Man. So today, um, we're going to return to this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an amazing last 200 years of family history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so where do you live now? Tell us a little about yourself and kind of what our connection is. Uh, well, uh, I live in Grozny. Okay. Um, so, but uh, you, you see... Um, in Grozny, when we meet, when we uh, introduce each, uh, each to each, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. to, to each other, we ask, okay, where are you from? It means uh, to tell your roots. Yes. Uh-huh. And I say my roots are in the village of Sagapshi, Malgebek district of Ingushetia. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, this is where my father lives. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> cool. Okay. And Abdullah uh, is... Uh, I described him to Eli as the tourism guy the in guy. Chechnya. He's like the guy in Chechnya. <laughs> but uh, every yeah. time he walks down the street, music theme music just starts playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, he'll be modest. But Abdullah has his own uh, tour company and uh, works extensively with foreigners from all over the world. He's the premier couch surfing guy in Grozny. <laughs> That doesn't mean that he himself is is like a champion couch surfer. Maybe you are, but you ha- you host people. Yeah, couch surfing yeah. host. Uh huh. So pretty awesome. So couchsurfing.com, search Grozny, mm-hmm. and you'll find Abdullah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so Abdullah, let's talk about Chechnya. Okay. So first of all, uh, this is like I feel like it's the elephant in the room because a lot of people have heard something about Chechnya and probably negative. Uh, but you're here and alive today and safe and smiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a lot of stereotypes that are and associated. And uh, at these uh, stereotypes. Right, right, because, right. Uh, look, uh, I also have some stereotypes about other people all over the world. And yep. when they come, they uh, 
<laughs> rudely stereotyped. That is, <laughs> man, that's a, such a good perspective. Uh, yeah. So uh, you are interacting with international tourists all the time. Yeah. From all over the world. Um, let's. Why don't you just speak to our listeners right now? What do you want to say to them about Chechnya? Well, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah. Really welcome. And um, if. I can rep- represent my people, so uh, uh, well. I would say would be happy to host to yeah. to see uh, as many people uh, as possible in our republic. Yeah, uh, I will tell you. Uh, I, mm, look, here is the thing: for last, um, let's say, nineties, two thousands, for twenty years, uh, uh, Chechen people, many of them, were refugees. Mm-hmm. You know scattered all over Russia and uh, going to other countries. And uh, at that time, you could um, hear uh, people complaining or wishing uh, when the time would come, when we would host someone, uh, when someone will come to see us. So, yeah. Like it was a, for the whole nation, it was like a burden that you were always having to receive hospitality. Yeah, basically. but, but uh, look, um, imagine um, you are a refugee, you go somewhere yeah. in Russia, doesn't matter, Georgia, everywhere. People welcome you, yes. try to help you, yes. at least at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, you cannot do the same uh, wow. Wow. to them. So this is what... Um, sure. I, I, uh, I don't want to tell you that everyone thinks like that, but uh, I heard it for a number of times. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like what you're saying is that day has arrived where now Chechens are actively and regularly receiving guests in yeah, Chechnya. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so you mentioned uh, that a lot of the Chechen people were refugees all over Russia in different countries. Um, listeners, I don't know how much you know about the Chechen wars. We're not really going to talk about that today, but just to like throw that in, in the 1990s and the early 2000s, there was war consistently happening in Chechnya, and it was a really difficult time for the nation. And uh, a lot of people still think like that's happening or something in Chechnya. There are crazy travel warnings uh, about Chechnya. Um, but Abdullah, go ahead and like, can you speak? What right? What is the kind of situation in Chechnya right now in 2019 for tourists to come and visit your region? No, it's uh, quite um, safe. Yeah, absolutely safe. I would say. You know, if, now it's uh, really difficult for me to imagine what kind of problems would uh, be uh, <laughs> could be could t- take place uh, in sure. Grozny. I think uh, this is the most. Uh, um, peaceful and stable time wow. I have experienced for the last 25 years, let's say. Wow. And it's been like that uh, five, 10 years, right? Wouldn't you say? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I've been to Grozny and Chesnia several times. Uh, there's a really, really, it's actually probably has the best infrastructure in the North Caucasus um, as far as um, roads, um, like really nice quality hotels, et cetera. Um, so there's a lot of positive changes. I'm happy that have happened. Um, great. So let's talk, uh, 
a little about the Chechen people. Okay. Um, what would you say, like, if you want to talk about Chechen culture and kind of historical values that uh, have been important among the Chechen people, what would you say uh, are some of the most important things for listeners to know? Mm. Freedom. Freedom. Mm. Freedom uh, in uh, all senses, let's say, in all ways. So freedom of speech, mm. um, of everything. But also uh, what I like with some responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you uh, take, take your freedom, but uh, be responsible for your acts, for your deeds. Uh, mm. Can you say more about that? Like, what would that look like for you? Or can you give an example of taking freedom without responsibility? I mean, how, what look, does that mean look, to look, you? Look, 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 for example, um, um, Im- uh, imagine uh, um, a guy got a new car. And he said, oh, I'm a free man, yeah. and he drives crazily, blah, 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 sure. and violates the rules. No, it doesn't work like, right. like that. Uh, so, uh, Makes sense. Not an absolute freedom or a, a disconnected yeah. freedom, but like in, yeah. in the context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, in Chechnya, there's like this code of honor, right? I know in English, it's called Esdel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Chechnya, what is? Uh, in Chechnya, it's almost the same thing, but it's called Nochal. So, what would be some of the? These are, I mean, centuries long, centuries old values, right? That yeah, kind of yeah. define who Chechens are. Could you, you know, uh, you know, these values they didn't uh, appear at once, little by little. Uh-huh. What would be some of the main values in the kind of Chechen code of honor? How people live, and first of all, respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, respect uh, people, mm-hmm. elderly people, younger people. Mm-hmm. Uh, respect a traveler. Uh, respect your guest. Um, so yeah, I have a question about this, and it's an undeveloped question. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of asking you for the first time as it's percolating. <laughs> so, like, I imagine that as the North Caucasus opens up more and more. Mm-hmm. to travel and tourism. I wonder how its hospitality will be tested. Mm-hmm. And where I'm coming from with that is, you know, <laughs> so when I was younger and first started traveling, you know, my teens, maybe both in the U S and a little bit around the world, you know, you, you don't realize how different people can be and how different societies are. I remember when I first that's why I enjoy tourism yes. right now. <laughs> and Before a lot of the people... mass tourists come here, so now people uh, uh, only with interesting bang- backgrounds come here. So uh, huh, wow. it's uh, yeah. really... And, and I wonder, um, it seems to me, I, I could be off on this, definitely, but certainly like Caucasus hospitality has grown up over hundreds of years, you know, in the Caucasus, but in a less globalized world. What do you, what's it like? What do you think it is like or would be like for a, a Caucasus person or a Chechen person? You know, if folks from like Western Europe or um, the U.S. or something come who are like really different, you know, dress different, act different. And and let me, let me give an example. Not, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just thinking this way, you know, when when I've been to Chechnya with my family, my wife, of her own accord, 
because she really values Caucasus culture. You know, she intentionally wears long sleeves and a long dress. She doesn't put a head covering on, but she knows she doesn't have to do that. But she feels comfortable doing that as a way to show honor to the local culture. Well, I know that not all tourists think that and way. This is what we really appreciate uh, of the to- tourists who come right now. Yeah. They huh. uh, explore, they read a little bit uh, about Before our values. Huh. And when we see a foreigner, especially a woman, dressed uh, according to our traditions, we are surprised and flattered. Wow. Wow. Um, look, um, for That's example, cool. nothing would happen to her um, if she would wear the same clothes as, as she does in Europe or in Russia. Mm-hmm. But we'll, you, you see, our rules are only applicable to us, mm-hmm. not to the guests. Mm-hmm. So you come with, you know, different nationality, sure. different culture. Yeah. and uh, But um, when someone comes to us and shows respect, mm-hmm. we are deeply flattered. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Man. It's, and uh, let, me, let me tell you one thing. Yeah, go on. Uh, especially elderly people flattered because uh, they um, experienced 70s and 80s when uh, Communist Party uh, obliged uh, girls uh, to take off the scarves, uh, to wear uh, short uh, skirts. And uh, to listen to 80s electro pop. It was like terrible. <laughs> Sorry, not to make light of it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so they appreciate those who do come then and show their respect. I think that's amazing. Like, yeah. often people wonder, you know, if I'm going to travel as a tourist, how can I can I bring a certain gift maybe uh, as a sh- show of respect or how can I like handle myself so where I'm not just a nuisance to the local people? But what you just said is really spot on. <laughs> the kind Learn of what their traditions bring. are and it that like shows the greatest respect of all that you honor those, even though even if it's not something you live by at home to do that when you're there. I think it's a great answer. And I mean, I, I think we've experienced that, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I believe that. What, and what, 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 what will happen to the tourism? Uh, I will tell you, like many other of my tourists, when they said uh, about uh, some countries and they said uh, now uh, it's open for mass tourism and they killed hospitality in these countries. Oh, wow. I don't want to mention these countries. They are really close to huh. this uh, region. Huh. Uh, but uh, I'm afraid, um, yeah, uh, some uh, w- this tourism business, of course, it will um, a bit, maybe not a bit, undermine the hospitality. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm. Time will tell. Um, uh, Abdullah, so here in the Caucasus, there's a lot of different languages spoken. They say that there's around 40 different nationalities mm-hmm. or peoples. Yeah. Uh, you are from specifically the Vinok peoples, mm-hmm. uh, which are primarily Chechens and Ingush. Um, what are ways that uh, Chechens are similar to the rest of Caucasus nations, but what are ways that distinguish Chechens from the rest of Caucasus nations? We have a lot of, uh, yeah, languages are different, but mm-hmm. the vocabulary uh could be i would say we we, we could uh, um, we have uh, the same words in mm-hmm. our languages mm-hmm. and we even didn't 
uh, we don't expect them uh, to be in common between right. our languages, let's say. Yeah. So, sometimes I'm surprised when uh, I meet a Chechen word used in, let's say, of our language, uh-huh. and it has the same meaning. Mm. Huh. Or uh, let, let, let's take Kumik language, a completely different family of the languages. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of words come uh, from their language, if I'm not mistaken, to mm. Chechen. For example, Aul, uh, Uram. Uram, it means street. Mm-hmm. I was surprised uh, uh, to hear these two words in Tatarstan. Tatar people, they also are uh, Turks. This is north, northern Russia where Kazan is. Yeah. The city. Good. So uh, can you, Abdullah, can you share a couple examples from Chechen history of Chechen people who maybe are really important to the Chechen nation today who embodied kind of Chechen values, like leaders from Chechen history, just so our listeners can learn about who are some famous people from Chechen history. Just Chechen or of other nationalities who also, um, um, how to say, respected in Chechen. Uh, Let's talk about specifically Chechen. Okay. uh, First, who comes to my mind is... um, uh, Ushurma Sheikh Mansur. Uh-huh. Um, actually, he was our leader before uh, Sheikh Mansur, uh, Imam Shamil uh-huh. at the end of the 18th century. Okay. And um, he somehow managed uh, to unite us and some uh, Kabardin uh, princes okay. uh, to, re- um, to resist uh, terrorism expansion here. Uh, yeah, but um, he was um, defeated. He fled to o- Ottoman fortress of Anapa. Now it's in Russia. Right, Black Sea and, Coast. Yeah, and then um, Russian army besieged that fortress, mm. and Ushur Masai Mansur, he was uh, wounded, captured, taken to St. Petersburg, mm. uh, found guilty, and uh, he w- died in a dungeon somewhere in in one of the fortresses. But uh, because of his death, he was, uh, he became a martyr. So, and um, mm. I think, uh, um, how to say, his life, actually, uh, his uh, uh, death matched his life. So the, the, that's how uh, his reputation is impeccable among Chechens. Mm. But uh, that's why, um, uh, personality of Imam Shamil is heavily disputed uh, in our society. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Look, uh, Imam Shamil, he organized us, organized the uh, resistance. He, he was our leader. Actually, he, at the beginning, he was the leader of Dagestan. But then, in a, if I'm not mistaken, nine, uh, 1834, he was defeated uh, in Ahulgo village in Dagestan. Mm-hmm. He fled to Chechnya. And after that, Russians started to invade Chechnya more seriously. Mm. That's, uh, that's why Chechens recognized him as imam. So, and he became a first imam of Chechnya and Dagestan together. Huh. And after that, uh, it took Russians 25 years 
to defeat him and to capture. Right. But Imam Shamil surrendered. Yes. He, uh, he was taken to Russia. He, uh, Russians, Ru- Russians, they uh, learned their lesson. So they um, kind of compared what happened to uh, Mansur. And they didn't want it uh, to become, uh, they didn't want Shamil to become one more martyr. Right. So that's why, okay, you will live, take your family, here is a pension. They didn't touch him. And they even oh. allowed him to, uh, to perform Hajj to I got it. Mecca yeah. at the. Mm, okay. But uh, that's kind of casted a shadow over his reputation among uh, uh, interesting. Ch- Chechens because. Um, now Chechens, uh, actually, I agree with that part because, mm-hmm. yeah, as Imam, as our leader, he should, uh, should have chosen death mm-hmm. in the battle. Mm. So, and then, uh, his deeds and, uh, the, I mean, yeah, the, the last, uh, his action wouldn't spoil, uh, what he did before. Mm. So, but. It's not up to me to judge him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We, uh, listeners, we've talked about, uh, especially Imam Shamil before, but I mean, he's, he's essentially the most heroic figure in Caucasus history. Um, like Abdullah said, led the Caucasus resistance in the uh, 19th century um, in the war with Russia. And he was from Dagestan. He was Avar, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah go ahead. I just wanted to, uh, you said also all people uh, which I could mention, right? Yeah. Let me mention Sheikh Mansour real, real quick. Didn't Leo Tolstoy write a book called Sheikh Mansour? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, if you're interested in learning more about Sheikh Mansour, he was Chechen. But also um, Tolstoy wrote a very good book about Haji Murat. Yes. Uh-huh. One yeah, of the, I talked about that I've one. read that. I've actually read Haji Murat. I have not read Sheikh Mansour. He started it in Russian, but after like the first page, he switched <laughs> to English. No, that's I made vast progress. That's not reading, an insult to you. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> acknowledging. Was Haji Murat? He was Chechen. No, he uh, he was uh, he was Avar. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And then, who were some of the other folks you wanted to mention? Well, between um, Sheikh Mansur and Shamil, there was a legendary guy, uh, Taimi Bibolt. What was his name? Taimi. His name was Bibulat, son of Taimi. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, Tiny? Taimi. 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 Uh, uh, with an M. Uh-huh. It sounds like, like a tiny, a tiny Bibolt. <laughs> <laughs> but Taimi, got it. Taimi Bibolt. Um, yeah, it's, um, I have never met anyone who, uh, who didn't like him. Hmm. Yeah, I met people who didn't hear uh, I mean, Chechens who didn't hear about him. I'm an American who haven't heard, hasn't heard of look, him. Look, look, so. look, look, look. We uh, like him. Yeah. Already, <laughs> already look, like look, him. Look, the, the, the thing is, um, you know, in the uh, Soviet era, uh, books written by Chechens about Chechen history were not welcomed. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why, uh, um, how to say, it wasn't taught in at schools. Sure. Or, so... Uh, yeah, but uh, Tammy Bubold, he also wanted to organize us. So he was also a uh, quite good leader. But after Imam Shamil, there were 
але religious leaders. Окей. Конта Хаджи, Дініша Єх, Солса Хаджи і others. But uh, there were other prominent guys uh, as a legendary guys as Abrexinim Khan, for example. Uh-huh. He was the most famous, but not the only one. Right. Good stuff. Um, always be prepared for a Cox's history lesson. I, you always get I'm, one when I'm, you ask a question. Yeah, I'm always reminded of that. There's a, I, I literally learn something new in every conversation I yeah. have uh, with a Cox's person. Um, and everyone that you ask like knows about history. Yeah, I it, mean, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, let's we're going to start wrapping things up. Um, you, you have lots of experience interacting with folks from South America, Asia, uh, Africa, Middle East, Europe. Uh, United States, um, lots of folks visiting Chechnya. What would you say, what are like two or three things that consistently surprise uh, or like make the biggest impression on those tourists when they come to Chechnya? That's a good question. Um, The first one is no traces of war. (laughs) So uh, they heard so much about this war and they see nothing uh, about this war. So this is what... uh, um, they are surprised and, um, it, um, yeah, I, uh, had to take them to remote villages, uh, uh-huh. where there are still destroyed houses, Sure, but now even they are almost gone mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because people coming back or government does something. Uh, uh, it's one thing. Another thing is, um, especially uh ladies are surprised when they see ladies hitchhiking. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. Interesting. Um look, my very first couch surfers, um two uh girls, one from Poland and one from Netherlands. Uh you know, they were volunteers in Samara and uh mm-hmm. Moscow. And uh, since they are here in Russia, they decided to explore a bit. And uh, I just registered on couch surfing, and I <laughs> got a request from them. And uh, th- yeah, they came here, and uh, you know, couch surfing was fine. But uh, they said, "Okay, Abdullah, we will pay you if you take us to some places." Uh huh. So because it's uh, not included in couch surfing, right. we'll pay you. Right. And it was my day off. I decided, okay, uh, just pay me my expenses for fuel, and that's it. Um, yeah, the, um, I just, uh, drove out of the c- city mm-hmm. and, uh, we saw, uh, I saw a lady standing there, uh, hitchhiking, sure. you know, she was going just from one village to another. Yeah. Right. So I stopped, uh, without thinking, uh, to, to come in. And uh, then I see these, uh, two girls looking at each other. <laughs> Uh, and I said, did I, did I do something wrong? They said, ladies hitchhiking in Chechnya. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, because they, they said they traveled in Muslim world. Right. Uh, and they uh, said, uh, look, in uh, Muslim countries, uh, women should not yeah. uh, travel alone. Yep. Yeah, but here we are Muslims, but we also uh, have our uh, own values. Uh Let's say as a default, uh, a guy should treat any other woman like his sister, like his relative. Right. 
So, uh, wow. so far, this was okay. <laughs> Very cool. Man, that was not something I was expecting you to say. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, the third one is, uh, uh, again, b- m- uh, men, women, when they come here, when they see that not all women covered wearing yep. this hijab, they said, what? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of women. That's right. No. Don't. don't yes, our that. women do not wear uh, pants or short skirts, but uh, the um, not for uh, not everyone uh, of them is uh, fully covered. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, yeah. According to Islam, they should cover themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, and actually, more and more girls prefer uh, to wear. Uh, Islamic style uh, clothes Mm -hmm. but it's up to them no one will force them Mm -hmm. Mm. I just want to say like I'm working in tourism now and we do this podcast and so a lot of my time now I'm spending talking to people about the North Caucasus writing about the North Caucasus recording about the North Caucasus and I honestly I get just tired sometimes of just the constant negativity you hear about Chechnya. And I just want to say like from my personal experience, and I have a good amount of experience traveling and especially uh, being guests in Chechen homes, having Chechens in my homes. Like I have nothing but good things to say about the Chechen people. Mm. Like uh, they've always been so hospitable towards me. Mm. Um, And like, I have some really good close Chechen friends here. And like, I've spent the night in your home, Abdullah, uh, your mother has fed me really good food <laughs> and, uh, you spent the night in our home and, um, I just want listeners, I want you guys to hear that, uh, like get past the crazy news and the travel warnings and like really take to heart what Abdullah said. I mean, this is, this is really good stuff. And look, uh, just because of these negative news, um, you know, many tourists come because of these negative news. <laughs> uh, look, they um usually what what i hear they are quite at the beginning uh tourists who came here the couch surfers who came here they were very experienced mm. they uh traveled more than 100 countries wow. right right and uh, they said look abdullah we have experienced there are bad news about that or that region but we visited and it wasn't like that right so uh now we don't trust uh everything we hear yeah, just word of mouth is fine. So, for example, uh, you, usually, uh, you know, my clients and couch surfers, when they come here, they uh, usually they know someone who already has been here. Mm. So, um, yeah, you know, two couch surfers meet somewhere else, and they discuss who have been where, and uh, when. Chechnya on Ingushetia pops up. So, that, okay, who who is the host? Who, who, whom would huh. you recommend? So yeah. this is how they come. Abdullah, when we release this episode, you might have a spike in couch surfing yeah. requests. That would be awesome. Would you be okay with that? I'd be happy about that. Uh, look, uh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, uh, right now, I... Uh, have to decline a lot of uh, requests, uh, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> now it's... Um, it's it's too much. Wow, that's a great. I mean, listen listen to that. Like 
So many people are wanting to come to Chechnya that you're having to say no consistently for couch surfing. Um, that's great. Look, uh, I, I, I try at least, um, for example, if I cannot host the guy, I try to find someone uh, sure. who is interested or that. But, um, yeah, um, um, my friends, they, they tell me, okay, Abdullah, if you have, next time you have a guest, Let's meet. Let's go somewhere together because that's I would awesome. like to practice my English. Blah blah blah, and that's it. So, uh, but um, usually it's difficult for them to the uh, to host them. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, shortage of the space. Right. Our families are quite big. A lot of kids and uh, people um, have to do some work, and uh, uh, sometimes uh, the house it's the only place where they can just relax. <laughs> Yep. So it makes <laughs> sense. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, I really hope that this uh, this year I will uh, manage to finish my second floor, first floor. I mean, uh, rooms upstairs. So, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there, there I can uh, host more people. Then you upgrade the Airbnb That's right. from uh, couch surfing. <laughs> uh, no, I think... Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I think it will be. It still will be couch surfing, but wow. uh, um, yeah, may, maybe I will uh, uh, offer some services. Uh, um, you know, budget economic services uh, yeah. to to discuss uh, Chechnya to to visit some remote, interesting places in the republic. Good stuff, Abdullah. Last question: If you could. Say one thing to our listeners about the North Caucasus. One thing. What's the one thing you want them to know about the North Caucasus? It's uh, the region of contrast. Hmm. Please elaborate. <laughs> okay, I, I will do. Okay, um, you, for example, you visit uh, North Ossetia, you see one culture. Hmm. Uh, people living... Uh, one, one style of living. Right. You just go uh, ten kilometers to the <laughs> to the east. You see Ingushetia, very different. Yeah. Right. Um, also in Dagestan, it's uh, you you go to one valley of the mountains. You see, okay, the next mountain valley would be the same, the same mountains, but no. Wow. It's uh, different. Love it. Man, that that's really well put. That's great. Well, um, Abdullah, thanks for being here today, representing the Vainach Nation. Well, um, thanks for inviting. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Abdullah. You're welcome. <laughs>